Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Um, joined by Pastor Rachel. How are you this evening? Yes, greetings. Um, so today we'll be talking about the mystery of salvation. Um, I'll let Pastor just jump straight into it. Yes, so today we're going to look at uh, the mystery of salvation. So it's going to be like part of uh, the part two of what we have done yesterday. It's just an addition. So we did uh, uh, a recording on once was saved and always saved. Always saved yeah. Once saved, always saved. So it will be a an addition, uh, rather, to, to to that. But we'll be looking at it in more in-depth. So, we will begin now. We'll begin now. So, our topic today is going to be the mystery of salvation. The mystery of salvation. So Romans 6 from verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Yes, many people, they think or questions that we get is so, if you are saying that if I'm always saved, if I'm once saved, always saved, you mean if I sin, so it doesn't matter because I'm already sinned, meaning Someone can be saved today, then they've got a license to sin. Yes. So that's what we're going to be uh, answering today. So that's the main question. So if I'm saved, then it's a license to sin, because if I'm always saved, that means no matter what I do, I'm still saved. So that's the question that we are to answer. Read, uh, read it again, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Yes. Verse 2. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? No, right. The main thing what Paul is saying, how can we who are dead in sin, meaning you have died, your, your, your sinful nature has died, so, another thing that I want to highlight before I forgot. Jesus, what sins did Jesus die for? All your sins, yes. But, what is the main thing? The main thing is, you were a sinner, you were born a sinner, you had a sinful nature. So, your status was sinner. So, he died for that. So, his death meant that you are no longer a sinner. That's the main thing. Because many people, they, they, they focus on the sins. Because there was no sin that you have done that made you a sinner. You sinner. So therefore, he died for your status. That you moved from a sinful nature to someone who is called a saint, a believer, the righteous of God. Or a holy person. But what you have to remember is, it's not you who is holy. It's Christ who is, who is what? Who is holy? You see now, verse 2, what does it say? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin? You are dead in sin. You are dead in sin. That means your body, your sinful nature, is no longer there, it's dead. 
Eh? Dead to sin, live any longer therein. Yes. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. So you were bapt- when you were baptized into Jesus Christ, it means you, you were also included in his death. You were included in his death. That's why um, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, it says, you are now a new creature. Meaning that sinful nature of yours is no more. What else? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now we have taken the nature of Christ. We have taken a nature of Christ. Before, you were bearing a nature of Adam. Adam who was a sinner. Adam who sinned. So we inherited that. So when Christ came as a quickening spirit, now you have inherited the nature of Christ. You are one with God. One with Christ. Therefore, whoever Christ is or whatever Christ is, you are also that. You see now. Right. Let's look at um, another scripture. Galatians 5 from verse 1. Galatians 5 verse 1. Quickly. Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You see now. Read it again. Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So Christ has made us free. So that means you were not free before. Christ has made us free through his death, through his blood. That means you were not free before. That's what he has died for. So whatever sin that you are doing now, you are no longer a sinner. That's what is important. Your status has changed. So it doesn't matter whether whatever you have done. But all what matters is your status has changed. So what happens to the sins that you commit now is a saint. Those sins, they still bear their own consequences, but they have got no relationship with your salvation. You are saved already. So we're going to go to the scriptures now. You'll see it clear. But what is important is to understand that. That yes, if you can't sin now, when you sin now, there are consequences that will happen to you. The main one is you have opened your life to the devil. The devil can torment you. But it doesn't mean that you have lost your salvation. You see now. I had another teaching uh, about the two books uh, a few months ago. So if you can visit that, uh, I, I elaborated on, uh, on that. The book of remembrance and the book of life. So I elaborated that. So the first point that we're going to look at 
is a prevention. Can you go to uh, Philippians 2 verse 12? Because God, what he has done is he has saved you and empowered you using the Holy Spirit. So he saved you. After saving you, he empowered you so that you persevere until the end. Philippians 2, uh, reading from verse 12. Verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This scripture confused many people. This very scripture confused many scripture, many many people. But it's a clear, 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 clear verse. The problem with people, they read one verse and they stop there. But let's deal with this one first. It says, wake out. Not wake for your salvation. If it was saying, wake for your salvation, that it means it's you who have to wake until... You gain that salvation. Or until you win that salvation. But it says, work out your salvation. That means the salvation is given to you. Then all what you have to do is to work out that salvation. With fear and trembling. But don't stop there. Let's see how do you work out that salvation and who works that salvation. Verse 13. For it is God which worketh ah, in you. Ah, you see now. It is God that worketh in you. God saved you and empowered you with the Holy Spirit. So it's God who works inside you. Read it again. For it is God which worketh in you. Yeah. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You see now. If you feel like doing the work of God, if you see like there is something that pushes you more to God, it is God who is working inside you. God has deposited something in you that causes you to behave like that. To some people, it did not deposit that. You see now. Let's look at first, uh, first John 2. Read from verse 19. Just read one verse because of time. 19. Verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. You see now, because some people, they will come and say, but how come uh, some people, they used to go to church, they, they used to love church, they used to do this in church, they were committed to the things of God, but now they are no longer going to church. Why? That means these people have lost their salvation. So, but Jesus, what is he saying there? He's saying they went out from us. They left the church, eh? But they were not of us. The reason why they left in the first place, they were not of us. Mm -hmm. They were not saved. Yes, read further. For if they had been of us. If these people were truly saved, if these people were destined for salvation, what what was going to happen? They would no doubt have continued with us. You see now, Mm -hmm. very clear. Another scripture uh, in Matthew 7. Look at from verse 21. 21. Not yes. everyone that saith unto me, 
Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Not everyone who is in church is going to heaven. Not everyone. Not everyone. What else? Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in that day? That day that Malachi 4.2 is talking about. That terrible day. The day of the Lord. Some will come and say, we used to even to prophesy in your name. We used to do do this and this. We used to heal people in your name. But what is his answer? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. He will say, I never knew you. Not that, uh, you know, you you guys, uh, you were born again, but what happened next is you have done this and this and this. No. I never knew you. It is clear as crystal. What does Matthew 10 say? Read verse 32 and 33. 32. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. Yes. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. You see now. It's very clear. Let's look at uh, another point. What What God does after he saves you, he preserves. He saves you and preserves you. You see now, before we looked at the perseverance, what causes you to continue? We saw that he deposit the Holy Spirit in you so that you continue. But what causes, what, 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 what makes, what protects you? Because we are living in a sinful world. What protects you? Let's go to Philippians 1. How does he protect you? Because it's God who works all these things. Read from verse 6. Verse 6. Yes. Being confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you yes. will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Read it again. Being confident of this very thing, yes. that he which hath begun a good work yes. in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's Jesus who have started a good work. It's Jesus who will continue preserving you, preserving your salvation. You see now. Let's hear Jude. What is Jude saying? Jude 24. 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You see now. So it is God's ability that empowers you, that helps you from stumbling. It's God's ability that saves you from stumbling. What is Jude saying? 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. He is able to keep you from stumbling. Yes. And to present you faultless. He preserves you He preserves you so that he will present you faultless on that day. In the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You see now. Mm -hmm. 1 Peter 1.5. 
The saints are kept by the power of God through faith. Eh? Unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. John 10, 27, 28, and 29. Yes. 27. Yes. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. Yes. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Nobody will pluck them out of my hand my hand. What else? My father which gave them me is greater than all and yes. no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. God is greater than the devil. Mm-hmm. Because it is, the, it is the will of God that will prevail. Yes. You see now. So if you say the devil can win you from God, you are saying the devil is a power yes. than God. So the, 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 the devil's will cannot prevail. What else? I and my father are one. Me and my father, we are one. Mm-hmm. What is Romans 8 saying? 38 and 39. Romans 8, 38, 39. 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Why are you so confident, Paul? Why are you so confident? Because it is not you who is doing it. Because you cannot be confident like that if it was up to your power. You see now. So I think that's enough. Let's look at another uh, 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 thing. But we, we're going to preach a full sermon on this one. Predestination. God has determined the end before it happened. God has determined the end before it happened through his foreknowledge. Right. Romans 8 from 28, 29. 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Yes. For whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image. These of his people son. who are born again, they are called and they are predestined for salvation. They are predetermined to go to heaven. Mm. Why? It for the will and the purpose of God. And we know if you are saying that these people will fail, you are saying there is someone who can override the purposes and the will of God, which is impossible. You see now, we'll take just a few verses. We'll we'll do a full sermon on this. Mm -hmm. Read again verse 11, uh, I mean chapter 11 of Romans. We'll do a full full sermon. We'll we'll look at uh, uh, from Romans 11 chapter 3 when we are now look at verse 29. Verse 29. Romans eleven twenty nine. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Yes. They are without repentance. Second Timothy 1, 9. The calling of God and the gift of God 
they are without repentance. It is just grace. Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. According to his own purpose and grace. Eh? Which was given us in Christ Jesus. When was that? Before the world began. Before the world began. Mm. We're going to cover this one anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's read Ephesians 1.4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Yes, 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 yes. Before the foundation of time, mm-hmm. God is predestined people, predestined. Who is going? That's why the book of life is already written. Mm. It's because of the foreknowledge. God knows. Don't don't compare God with uh, with people and say but but no 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 this is God. Mm-hmm. In in Isaiah fifty five uh, uh, from we're not gonna uh, 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 read it. He's saying uh, my ways are not your ways. My ways are not your ways. Another reason that we're gonna look at now is that um, God is anger. God is anger. Is no longer upon those that believe. God has removed his anger from those that. So, what, what do I mean? When God looks at a believer and an unbeliever, to, to, to him, it's two different animals, it's two different creatures a believer and an unbeliever. In God's eyes, these are two different creatures. A believer is a new creature. A non-believer is God's creation. Just like a monkey, just like a tree. Amen. That one I've covered many, 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 many times. We're not going to go to go there. Let's look at Hebrews 10. Read verse 3. So you need to to understand that. So God's anger is appeased from a believer through his atonement. So the reason why he went to the cross is so that he brings others to him. So his anger towards those that believes is no more. They are now God's ch- God's children. You see now. Alright, verse 3. But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. Yes, 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 yes. That's why uh, the Old uh, Testament, they had to go back every year. They had to go back every year. But to, to us now, God's anger is appeased. We don't have to go Because the reason why they were going there, they were going to say, sorry, God. Because he was angry. Because of his anger. You see now. So, God's anger is appeased towards those that believe. Read verse 14. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. So he has sanctified them. 
by one offering, you perfected them. You see now. So let's look at uh, 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 another point. God's salvation is eternal. That's the, that's the promise. This is an eternal promise. So it's not something, that's why it's birth. You cannot lose your birth. That's what I said last time. John 5.24 You cannot lose your birth. It's, it's a, this is an uh, eternal thing. So once you are born, you are born. There is no reverse. Verse 24, what, what does it say? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and yes. believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. You see now, if you are saved, if you are born again, you have passed from death unto life. So your status has changed. That's why uh, we say the Second uh, Corinthians 5, 17, it says you are now a new creature you cannot change from to another creature again Mm -hmm. no you are now a new creature it is very important to understand that so the promises to a believer are promises that are based on eternal value it is eternal value because uh, 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 that's why it is a, a, a better covenant. Let's look at uh, Ephesians 1, read from verse 13. Read 13 and 14. In whom ye also trusted, yes. after that ye heard the word of truth, yes. the gospel of your salvation. What else? In whom also after that ye believed, he was sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So God deposited the Holy Spirit in you. Why? Verse 14. Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. You see now. So it's like the, 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 the Holy Spirit is like a deposit to say this thing I am buying it. You see now. So God, when when you are saved, God does not leave you like that. Mm-hmm. God put the spirit of His Son in you. Amen. So when He looks at you, He sees His Son. Mm. He doesn't see you anymore. Wow. That's an assurance that He is coming for you. Amen. You see now. Amen. So because when He comes for you, I mean, when He comes back. He is not coming really for you. He is coming for his son who is in you. Because his son is the one who is holy. The son is the one who is righteous. So, but to assure you, he put his spirit, the spirit of his son in you. So that it's a guarantee. Because he will never forsake his son. You see now. So that's the promise. Let's look at Hebrews now. Hebrews 8. uh, But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, 
by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. These are better promises that I'm talking about. Mm. This is a better covenant. It's a better promise. The Old Testament promises were the promises to the flesh. But these are spiritual promises. You see now? So the, 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 the promises are better because they carry an eternal value. Amen. You see now? Amen. The, 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 the covenant is better again because you are not merited by your works. Amen. It is all given for free. It is grace. So it is a better covenant. Because the promise is eternal value. Number two, you are not merited by your works. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to consider that. Mm -hmm. Let's look at uh, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 32. Read verse 40 and see uh, how he promised. Verse 40. Mm -hmm. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them. This covenant is the final one. It's the it is the everlasting why? To do them good. To do them good, yes. But, what else? But I will put my fear in their hearts. Right. The reason why, the reason why you're not, you're not going to lose your salvation is because God has deposited something in you. Mm -hmm. The reason why you feel like you love God, you want to go to church, you, 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 you are scared of, uh, or you, you, you don't want to sin, you want, you strive to, to do good because God has deposited the fear in you. Hmm. To some people, he did not deposit that fear. That's the difference. Amen. Yes, read it again. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them yes. that I will not turn away from them yes. to do them good. Yes. But I will put my fear in their hearts that they should not depart from me. The reason why you put fear in your heart is so that it <laughs> does not look. Lose you. So it's God who works all that. So you have to understand. Because someone might say, but it's, it's, it's me who make a decision. It's me. I could have not, I, I could choose maybe uh, not to follow God. But the thing is, the reason why you love God, God has deposited that. He has made people different. Some people, they don't have that fear. To some people, he has given them that fear. Another thing is that God. Jesus is constantly interceding for you. Jesus is praying for you. Hebrews 7 verse 25. Hebrews 7 verse 25. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come into God by him. Yes. Seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Read it again. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come into God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Yes, it is a guarantee that Jesus' intercession is going to work. Jesus' prayers is going to work. How do we know? Let's look at what John is saying, John 11, uh, from verse 41. Let's look at what, what he's saying there. To see that his, his prayers, God will hear them. It's a current. 
Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Yes. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Yes. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. The reason why Jesus was sometimes praying, it was just to for the people. Jesus was heard by God. Whatever he was doing. Why? God was in him. God was inside him. It was God who was speaking. If you want to see that, look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19. What does it say? It was God who was speaking. It is God who raised Lazarus from dead. To wit... That God was in Christ. God was in Christ. What was God doing in Christ? Reconciling the world unto himself. God was reconciling himself. I mean, God was reconciling the way to to himself. Where was he located? He was inside Christ. Mm -hmm. You see now. Mm -hmm. So we need to, 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 to understand all those things. Now, let's look at uh, John 17 from verse 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. Yes. And I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. You see now. He is telling God to keep us, to preserve us, Mm -hmm. to protect us. So that's that's what we wanted to, uh, to answer today. So, if you want uh, to hear the full sermon, it is uh, another topic that says, uh, once saved, always saved. Yes. Thank you very much. God bless.